This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes. Until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Gunnar Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you as always for making us a part of your morning routines. It is very much appreciated. Uh, Good morning to those joining us live in the chat box as well. Thank you as always for your continued support of the channel. It means the absolute world. So thank you so much as always. Uh, Let's say good morning to those joining us Live in the chat box today, we've got MJ10, Kaiser, Clincy, Femi, Anz, uh, Emmanuel, NSW, Darren. Uh, we've got Pat, we've got Babatundi, Louis, Robert. Uh, we've got uh, Tom, Ray, Temi, uh, Nav, plenty more of you guys as well. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, we are obviously in this process of doing these morning shows and trying to produce more shows for you as well. We've done quite a few evening shows as well now, and I'll talk more about that later. Um, but thank you to everybody that's tuned in. Thank you to everyone that's helping grow the community. Uh, it's growing quickly towards that 50,000 subscriber mark. So if you could drop a subscription on the channel, that would be very, very kindly appreciated. If you haven't already liked the video as well, please make sure you do that. Right. Let's kick off with our stories for part one before we go to part two and tackle as many of your questions as we can. Two games, two goals. Is Smithrow back? Uh, Smithrow scoring once again as England confirms top spots in their group at the under-21 European Championships this summer. There is hope that England will go as far as possible in the tournament. There is obviously the impact on pre-season and how early Smith will return to join uh, the Arsenal squad after having a, a much-deserved break after the tournament comes to an end as well. But Smith Rowe's inclusion in the tournament is seeing a really strong benefit. I think if there was ever a tournament where you want the player involved, it's this. And Smith Rowe getting these opportunities, playing regularly, scoring goals can only be good for him and certainly uh, good for Arsenal. So a massive congratulations to Smith on yet another goal and hopefully this strong form continues. Now, Jorginho posted to uh, Instagram, <laughs> uh, certainly teasing the potential arrival of Kai Havertz, uh, posting that picture. Kai Havertz, of course, also with uh, Mateo Kovacic as well, posting onto his own Twitter feed that they're ready, uh, to which I saw Semperfy, one of the guys I follow on Twitter and, and talk with fairly regularly, replying with, to leave Chelsea, <laughs> which is certainly the case because Kovacic and, of course, Kai Havertz are expected to leave the club this summer. So, 
Yes, it's very close now. We're expecting, hopefully, something regarding Kai Havertz's future to be announced this week. The first part of the medical has apparently taken place. We're just waiting for the signing to be done uh, and an arrival at London Coldy. So let's see uh, when indeed we will expect Kai Havertz to be back uh, and uh, involved in some shape or form with an Arsenal interview, a medical and, of course, the signing of those contracts, too. Now, Mikel Arteta interviewed by Marker. He did a number of words. He was asked, actually, about Havertz. And for a guy that doesn't like talking about players that aren't officially in the club yet, he was very open to talking about it. He was asked about Kai Havertz, and he said, talent comes at a price. And at Arsenal, we are always interested in youngsters with experience. I repeat, I'm not talking about players from other clubs, but in the case of Kai, he has already shown a lot, including a Champions League. He's a talented player. He's versatile. He's only 24 years old. So I think that gives you the biggest indication that we've had from inside the club that, of course, Kai Havertz will indeed be arriving at the club this summer. If he wasn't, Mikel Arteta would have no interest in speaking about him whatsoever. Uh, Arteta was asked about a number of topics. He was asked about Declan Rice, but he said, I can't talk about players who are not in the club. I prefer not to say anything. He was also asked about how Arsenal kind of pay a lot of attention to Man City players. And he said, it's easy because they are very good. I know them and I trained them for four years, but both Gabriel Jesus and Zinchenko beat me from the human side, in addition to their mentality and their talent. Uh, asked further about the summer, he says, we have already regenerated the squad with a very young average uh, and to generate performance and value. We have some owners aligned with us, build a winning team that is sustained over time without so much investment, but the demand is increasing and you have to go to the market to find what we don't have to continue improving um or he was asked further about kind of manchester city and their investment and he said it depends on what is evaluated net worth or investment in one year in three years or 10 years all that you have also valuable salaries the investment point is one and the revaluation perhaps matters more how much is a player worth uh in in x amount of years there is investment with yield and revaluation this is our strategy to sustain ourselves as well and what Arteta has done I think and we can all agree at Arsenal this season is and not just this season of course but in previous seasons as well he's been a man that has improved individuals at the club he's improved the way in which we have signed players and all of those things combined with one another has made Arsenal a much stronger force as a club overall and got us to the position that we find ourselves in today. So if you want to go read the full interview, you can. It's on the Marker website. Uh, Arsenal are building key relationships, it is understood, to make differences in transfers like with potentially Romeo Lavia. Lavia, of course, shares the same agent as Bakaya Saka. And Arsenal's moves in the market, knowing that they can't necessarily battle financially with the Chelsea's and the Man City's of this world. But what they can do is that they can establish relationships. They can convince players that Arsenal is the right place for them to go. And despite Man City's interest and Chelsea's interest in Lavia, despite competition with Man City for Declan Rice, the expectation that these players are looking at Arsenal as a club where they genuinely believe that it is the right place for them to move so that they can grow, develop, improve and ultimately choose to arrive at. And with Romeo Lavia, there is hope that this indeed will be the case this summer. Arsenal are interested in the player. Let's see if Arsenal formalise that interest, of course, with the bids. And maybe we'll get some news on that after indeed some of the sagas that we've been covering finish. One of those sagas that could be coming to a close soon is Urian Timber. Now, according to Mike Verweyck of De Telegraph in the Netherlands, 
Uh, Timber has agreed terms on Arsenal for a five-year contract. Negotiations between Arsenal and Ajax are in the, the process of being discussed as well. And they are in the process of trying to work out a compromise on fee. Ajax initially, initially, <laughs> initially, that's a combination of originally and initially, uh, wanted a figure around 60 million euros. Arsenal are willing to pay initially around 30 million pounds and the compromise will hopefully come between 40 and 50 million euros. So I imagine closer to 40 million pounds is what Urien Timber will eventually cost. You can go back and watch our tactical breakdown if you would like to find more information or learn more about him. But for me, this is one of the most underrated signings that Arsenal can make this summer. It's being completely overshadowed by, of course, the sagas that involve Declan Rice, etc. But this deal is huge for Arsenal and massively, massively, massively going to be impactful upon next season. The depth that's provided the competition, uh, it, it means players like Ben Wyatt and Saliba aren't getting too comfortable. Timber coming into the team is a fantastic addition, and I look forward to seeing what he can do. And lastly, our headline story of the day is that this could indeed be the week in which the Declan Rice saga comes to a close. There were suggestions over the weekend that Arsenal's bid could come as soon as Monday. There was no confirmation on that, but the third bid, estimated at around £100 million and close to it, is expected to be made by Arsenal very soon, with it being a brand new week. Usually what we see is the weekends can be pretty, uh, pretty quiet. And that certainly happened. I said that on Saturday morning and certainly nothing major really happened over the weekend besides, of course, that personal agreement with Yuri and Timber. But with a brand new week comes brand new opportunities and Arsenal West Ham to engage in new negotiations and a new potential bid coming in from Arsenal to conclude this deal. I am hoping that it is successful. We are all hoping that Arsenal pay up the money to try and get it done. There is real optimism at Arsenal about this deal. The player is focused on Arsenal and Manchester City, despite all of the talk, all of the suggestions, all of the exploiting of, you know, links and connections and, you know, feeding the media with certain terminology. No bid from Man City has yet arrived. And that is Arsenal's biggest weapon, is that they know that Declan Rice wants to join Arsenal. We are his number one option. And if Arsenal put in the bid that can agree a figure close to or on what West Ham are asking for, and they can agree that fee with West Ham, he will become an Arsenal player. So let's hope and wait and see what happens this week. But fingers crossed we get a resolution very soon indeed. Last thing to talk about, if you like this sort of chat, if you like this sort of chat and discussions, yesterday I was joined by Elliot, host of the Arsenal Vision podcast. It was our last Let's Talk Arsenal show. If you've not yet given that a watch, I recommend you do that. We talked a lot about Rice, the process that we've gone through in the bidding to get Rice. We talked about Kai Havertz and why we think he's actually the most exciting transfer of the summer for us and the intrigue around that player to prove people wrong, to give us something different, to give us and give him a new leash of life is something very exciting indeed. We talked about Yuri and Timber's impact and we talked about what other business could also be needed at the club this summer beyond those three and Lavia as well. So if you haven't yet given that a watch, make sure you do because I really enjoyed that show. I'm hoping to bring you another evening show tonight. I'm trying to make this more of a regular thing. Uh, whilst I'm here, I am going to be traveling to Denmark on Wednesday for a few days, so there won't be any evening shows. I'm still going to try and maintain the morning shows for you, but uh, I'm trying to do more of these evening shows whilst I'm here, and it's uh, it's certainly going down a real storm with you guys, so thank you for the support again. Right, let's move to part two then, and your questions right after this. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. 
but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right then, let's go into the chat box. Uh, let's see what you guys are having a good old chat about. And uh, I'll try and give the best answers I possibly can to as many of your queries as I can. So without further ado, let's crack on. Bosses, three confirmed players this week. Who knows? I'm not sure we'll get three confirmations this week. I'm hoping it's going to be two. You know, that'd be great. If we can see Havertz signed up, if we can see the Declan Rice saga come to a close, hopefully, fingers crossed, that happens. Yuri and Timber may or may not. You know, it might take a little longer depending on if Arsenal's negotiations with Ajax are smooth or rough. We'll have to wait and see. But uh, I look forward to it. Um, Mahaned says, with Havertz and Timber almost confirmed, Declan Rice also on the road, Smith Rowe returning to the level once again. Do you think Arteta would have a hard time distributing minutes on the pitch? That is the challenge for Mikel Arteta. That is the mission that he has for this season. As a coach, I appreciate his individual coaching, his, his uh, player management, uh, his style, his philosophy, his principles, uh, the social side of the game, you know, his answering of questions. So much of what he does is really good, his identification of talent. The areas of Mikel Arteta's management which need to improve is the in-game management, is the rotation, is the substitutions. These things need to improve, and that is what is going to give these players minutes, and that's what he needs to try and master in the upcoming season with Champions League football, of course, back at the club as well. We've got lots to discuss, so let's wait and see. Uh, as she says, Tom, Fabrizio tweeted that Chelsea is signing Jackson on an eight-year deal. However, I was under the impression that clubs are no longer allowed to offer such lengthy deals. What's your thoughts on this situation? Let's have a quick check. Um, because I, like you, was led to believe that was the case as well. Um because the eight-year contracts, I can only assume that it's not yet come into force. Um, so let's have a look. Uh, there was a report by the Mirror in January that says UEFA to ban Chelsea's new transfer tactic after Mihailo Madrid deal. UEFA are moving to stop clubs from signing players on bumper-length contracts after being alerted by Chelsea's drive to secure recent recruits to deal for more than seven years. According to the Times, the European Football and Governing Body will impose a five-year limit on contracts after several clubs raised concerns with Stamford Bridge club strategy. Earlier this month, we saw the move. Yes, blah, 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 blah. So it doesn't seem that that has come into effect at the moment. Um, so although... We've got a situation where, yes, um, clubs like Chelsea are um, basically utilising a, well, they're, they're basically utilising a system to spread the value of a contract across a larger number of years, meaning that it's much easier for them to, I suppose, 
kind of spread that for amortization it's it's a topic that i'm not well versed in um but uh it's apparently not come into um kind of a, a effect if you like but connor says you aren't allowed to amortize more than a year but the contract length doesn't matter more for more than five years uh but the contract length doesn't matter so apparently if connor is right you can't amortize beyond five years but you can still give a player a contract for more than that uh vj thank you so much for the kind donation i really appreciate that my friend uh, amazing show with elliot do you think havertz will avoid times like last season when martinelli was ineffective and jesus was injured uh the right hand sides for martin Odegaard and havertz attacking midfield and the left side again uh maybe elsewhere i think that what we've got to remember is that <laughs> it's almost impossible sometimes to tell what Mikel Arteta is going to do. I'm looking forward to kind of just waiting and seeing what formation we see Havertz thrown into during pre-season. I'm looking forward to seeing if he starts the first game of the Premier League campaign. But Arteta's got some time. He's got plenty of games. We've got matches against the MLS All-Stars. Nuremberg's up first in less than three weeks. You know, pre-season. Pre-season starting in like three weeks' time. Less than that now. That's how close we are to Arsenal's first game of pre-season. So... That's not far away. We then got the MLS All-Stars. We got Man United, Barcelona. We come back. We play Monaco in the uh, in the Emirates Cup. And then we've got the Community Shield against Manchester City, of course, the week before the Premier League season starts. It's all go. It's all excitement. It's all crazy. And I'm looking forward to it. But uh, yeah, let's wait and see what happens. Because uh, whilst I do think that Havertz can play, you know, um, in the middle, you know, in midfield, uh, attacking midfield, I'm just kind of waiting and seeing before I make any kind of real predictions about where I see things happening. Scott, thank you so much for becoming a brand new member of the channel. Very much appreciated. A very kind of you indeed. And thank you and welcome to the TGT community. Um, hi, Bias says, hey, Tom, even if Nelson renews his contract, wouldn't it be possible with this sales? The club goes after a right winger. We previously bid for Rafinha and Mudrik as well. Absolutely. It could be the area of the field that we see a surprise player signed in. I did a piece this morning looking at potential surprise signs. I didn't talk about wide areas, actually. I talked about central midfield and, and fullback. But let's wait and see. Uh, it might be that we see some surprise figures. I think right back could be somewhere that we see a surprise signing. Uh, if you are going to sign a right back, Jeremy Frimpong would be my number one pick for offering something offensive-minded uh, in the attacking third. That would be my pick. But yeah, I think there is options and still scope to strengthen in other areas of the field and maybe the wide areas is one of those um aditya says hey so i'm not sure if you read the odegaard interview on our title campaign what advice would you give to him very simple he just needs to keep doing what he's doing he's a brilliant guy uh, he's a fantastic footballer he's a great captain he understands the club he understands the responsibility he needs to improve in some games you know but obviously, I think there is also something to be said that not every player is going to have the most impact in every single game they play. Look at Manchester City in the Champions League final. Erling Haaland had a relatively quiet game, but he didn't need to have the loudest of games. It's about obviously leaning as well on your teammates and hoping that everyone else brings you up when you're not having the best game. Obviously, you want to encourage greater consistency, but Odegaard, just for me, needs to keep doing what he's doing and improve those small moments where he's a little bit quieter in between games. Uh, Andy says, why couldn't Arteta transform Gendouzi in the same way that he's going to apparently do with the former footballer Havertz? There's a simple answer to this and it's attitude. Um, it's mentality. And Matteo Gendouzi unfortunately lacked the, to my understanding, the the, the attitudes, the, the the mentality, the um 
behavioral um kind of maturity if you like to play in in an Arteta team and uh you know Arteta wasn't the only manager that also felt this way he was sent on loan to her to Berlin and I think the manager there said he's a player that's still going through puberty is what he said at the time it was the wrong place wrong time for Matteo Genduzzi unfortunately very talented footballer what I would say is that he's gone to Marseille and you know, I remember when he was being linked to PSG when he was at Arsenal. Do you remember? Do people remember that? I mean, we saw those like fifty million pound suggestions from PSG. He's gone to Marseille, and the clubs that are looking at him now are West Ham. West Ham are the club that are most keen on on Genduzzi at the moment. So, I'm not necessarily sure that you know he, um, I re- regret anything about Genduzzi. And to be honest, um, I'm not surprised if Aston Villa won him Crucial as well. Unai Emery was a big, big fan of of Genduzzi. But uh, he lacked the professional maturity, sadly, to uh, to play in an Arteta team at that stage of his career. Maybe if it had been at Arsenal later in his career, he could have had success. But after being given a number of opportunities to apologise at Arsenal for some of his actions, he apparently didn't. So, yeah, very, very difficult indeed. Um, let's go to... Boom, 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 boom. Um, Ray Beam says, Tom, any authentic links to Milinkovic-Savic? Not that I've seen. I'm aware that there's always been interest from Arsenal and they've been keeping tabs, but nothing to suggest a move is, is happening at the moment. Uh, Lucas says, hey, Tom, as a journal, does the club put in an official bid through email and reject like Rice in 20, 30 minutes? I do not believe as most deals are done verbally. Can you shed some light on this? Yes, I can. I can tell you that WhatsApp uh, is one of the most effective tools during the transfer window. And typically that is the process that Edu and other clubs will use to um, to discuss negotiations, to talk with agents, to talk with clubs, to talk with executives at clubs. Um, WhatsApp is used a lot during bidding processes. Um, of course, when you get to the state of like official bids, then you start using kind of bigger documents where the breakdown of clauses is such, you know. But during just talks, WhatsApp is used a lot in those discussions. So uh, I hope that gives you some insight into, into how that kind of works. Um, Josh says, Tom, you are uh, you are Mikel Arteta for the first game against Nottingham Forest. Do you start Ben White or Yuri and Timber at right back? Oh, Ben White, without a shadow of a doubt. You know, Ben White has deserved to stay in that spot. He's deserved, he's earned that spot. And Yuri and Timber has to come in and fight for his place. It's a simple as that so yeah Ben White starts that first game of the season uh Gunner 3R420 says what attitude he stands up for his teammates Martinez uh, wasn't a yes man and wanted to win not to trust the process um I assume that's Martinez do you mean Genduzzi I was who we were talking I assume you mean Genduzzi uh look I have absolutely no problem with players standing up for their teammates on the pitch you know it's I think our current team do that they always got each other's backs but there were things off the fields that were being reported very publicly and widely that were not okay that happened with Genduzzi. And, you know, the strangling of, of Neil Mopa, I know that there's a fair few fans out there would have loved to have been Genduzzi in that moment, but the behaviour wasn't okay on a number of occasions, to my understanding. And he didn't kind of change enough in the mind's eye of the club's, not execs, but coaching staff. So that's why he was eventually moved on. And I don't think Arsenal have necessarily looked back with too much regret either. Um, people are saying there's an update. Uh, I'm just checking if there is anything going on in the world of Arsenal. No, it doesn't look like it. Lovely stuff. Um, Akmar says, I rewatched the 89 documentary and it feels similar to our current situation. 18 years not winning the league and now 19 years not winning it. 
Graham like Arteta, Liverpool like City, both young squads. Are there are parallels? Absolutely, there are definitely parallels between the two. Um, so let's see if twenty years will be the difference, and maybe we can win our first campaign for the first time in twenty years. Let's see, let's see what happens. Uh, but I'm very much looking forward to the new season. I'm very confident of what we are capable of achieving. Um, so yeah. Let's let's see what happens. Uh, Andy says, Genduzi was got rid of for an immature attitude, yet Granit Xhaka got a new improved contract after he told his own fans to F off. What is it important to remember, Andy, of course, is that that period happened uh, under Unai Emery. Um, so when uh, when Xhaka lost his head and did all that stuff, which, by the way, I don't justify, but I certainly understand why he acted the way he did, because I don't know about you, but if you've got a very young child receiving death threats from your own supporters and then during a game you know you're being booed by your own fans as well I'm not surprised he lost his head I don't justify his actions but I certainly don't begrudge him of what he did and I can completely understand why he lost his head as well and Arteta was then the manager that came in after the manager of Mikel Arteta during that period and Xhaka was out the door at that stage Xhaka had one foot out the door Hertha Berlin had made a, an offer to him and he looked like he was gone and Arteta came in and basically gave people a clean slate. He gave Genduzi that same opportunity as well when he first came in. But the problem with Genduzi is that his issues happened whilst Arteta was there. Xhaka has been nothing but the best professional of any player really at the club. Yes, he's had his red cards and on the pitch he's made some mistakes. But from a professional level, Granit Xhaka has been as good of an example to the team, you know, uh, in terms of a professional player that you can be so whilst there's an attempt there and uh, Andy to highlight perhaps a contradiction a it's flawed because of course uh, Xhaka's incident happened under Unai Emery whereas Genduzi's was happening under Arteta and uh, certainly Mikel Arteta turned the Granite Xhaka situation around and got Granite Xhaka for me is 10 times the player that Genduzi is you know he's a fantastic midfielder and whilst Genduzi is very talented I think his stock has fallen since leaving Arsenal, whereas Arteta has been able to increase the stock of Granit Xhaka considerably so. Um, Wilson says, why on earth are some pundits so bitter about Arsenal? Because they hate us. <laughs> it's as simple as that, Wilson, I'm afraid. you just got to deal with that. Um, Joash says, Smith Rowe deserves a chance in our squad. What, you do, what do you think? Everyone deserves the chance. If they're willing to fight, if they're willing to battle, if they're willing to go for it, everyone is entitled to the opportunity. He has to come back and fight for his chance. He'll have to take the opportunities when they come to him. But I'm hopeful. I'm glad that he's staying. So let's see. Uh, Massey Bolele says, why are we still talking about Gunduzi? What's the point? Because people want to ask the question. We respect people's questions and we'll tackle them as best we can. That's why we're still talking about it. Um, MJ10 says, spot on Xhaka. Earned his way back into the team, especially considering the nature of some of the fans uh, of what happened to him as well. Um, Wesbert says, am I not correct that the abuse he got was horrendous and disgusting regarding his family? You're absolutely correct. It was. Again, that's why I can't justify what he did, but I can absolutely not begrudge him of it and understand what he did as well. Um, Nathan says, is Xhaka definitely leaving this summer? If Arsenal signed Declan Rice, Xhaka, I think, will, yes, be certainly off. That deal with Bayer Leverkusen has been agreed for quite some time. So I'm hoping, I'm praying um, that, that the Rice deal is sorted and then that will see Xhaka move on. That said, we need to make sure that we strengthen and that's always going to be key. Uh, Stuart says, Raul, Xhaka, Partey, KT, Eddie Balogun and uh, more have been linked. Uh, our players 
are on long contracts and happy, so aren't linked much in that regard. What I also think is that we talk about outgoings. You know, I don't know who Raul is. Maybe that's a person he's responding to. But uh, as I've mentioned before, outgoings-wise, I don't expect the majority of our outgoings to happen until towards the mid to late stages of the window. So that's when I would expect to see the likes of Cedric and Pepe and uh trusty and you know players like this probably moving on that's that's what's going to happen uh Matt G says do you think ex-arsenal uh kind of what was he at arsenal he wasn't the technical director he was the head of scouting head of recruitment i suppose sven mislin's hat and his uh sporting director or ajax helps or hinders the pursuit of timber I don't see why it would be any hindrance at all. You know, Arsenal have got good connections, therefore, with Sven Mislintat. He has a mutual respect of the club. The people that he clashed with, like Raul Sanyehi, aren't at the club anymore. Um, you know, the only person who's at the club now uh, that was there, obviously, besides the owners, is Vinay Venkatesham. Um, but I think Raul Sanyehi was always the biggest barrier to Sven Mislintat's progression through to the higher reaches of the club's executive level. And when he wanted to move on, that's when Arsenal brought in Edu to be the technical director. And eventually he's worked his way up to be sporting director. Maybe if Sven had stuck with the job maybe a bit longer, he'd still be here. But I think certainly what we have is, uh, is, a, is, is a better person for the job now. I think Edu is is absolutely the right man for, for Arsenal at this moment in time. Yes, he's, he's deserving of scrutiny at times. And yes... We can be critical of him, but, you know, Sven's not exactly all of Sven's signings were huge successes and we've made losses on them in the end, unfortunately, as well. But uh, I think it, I don't think it hinders it anyway. So I'm sure if anything, it's, it's only going to be a help to try and secure it. There is over 2,200 of you watching this morning. Please, if you haven't done so already, drop a like on the video. It would be very much appreciated if you could do that. It just takes you one second and it shows your support for the channel and the work that goes into putting on these shows every single morning. And it takes you, as I say, just a single second. Uh, Mickey says, there are no guarantees that we win the league with or without Rice. It's not about any single player, but the more the system and the collective executives of it, uh, like Manchester City, I trust they do in Arteta to come through. It's well summed up, Mickey. Emmanuel says, is there a possibility of having Timber at right back, Tommy at right centre-back, Kivio at left centre-back and Tierney at left back as different options to the back line? Absolutely. And if we've got kind of a different game, if we've got an FA Cup game against a championship side or a lower league opposition, or we've got a group stage game that means nothing, you could rotate the entire back line out. But I mean, just look at that as an option. You know, we would use White, Saliba, Gabriel Zinchenko. And now our backup, back four, could be Timber, Tommy, Kivi, and Tierney. That's, that's great, isn't it? <laughs> Tommy, Kivi, Tierney. That's great. I love it. Um, but yeah, and Zinni, I suppose, if you wanted to throw him in there. But uh, I look at that back four now and think, yeah, we've got great rotation, great depth, great options. Kivior's getting better. He's proving people wrong. Tommy Asu, when he's fit, you know, offers us, some, offers us a lot, to be honest. He offers us loads. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, Gunnar says, uh, where's the 200 million transfer spree? Are they going to fund that from selling players? How are we leveling up when we want to get rid of two important players one should be fine um i mean 200 million pounds could be spent on three players you know havertz is 60 million pounds rice is about 100 million pounds and timber probably 40 million pounds so that's three players and that's 200 million and arsenal aren't done yeah arsenal want more so the expectation is an overall investment across years of of course of those staggered payments uh this summer is likely going to come out as i predicted to more than 200 million pounds so let's wait and see how and see if that indeed does happen. Uh, Ian says, how much would we know whether Rice actually wants to join us? I mean, it could be true, but maybe the truth is in the middle. But even if we don't sign Rice, we should be fine with whoever we sign because that is Mikel Arteta's job. We are very well aware, you know, 
every source that is very well connected on Rice's side, you know, is, has the understanding that his preference is indeed Arsenal. The work that's gone in behind the scenes from Arsenal to secure that deal has been the difference. But yeah, anyone who comes in right now, I give, you know, the benefit of the doubt because the club has given me that reason to give them the benefit of the doubt. So absolutely, I look forward to it. Um, let's go to, uh, scrolling down a little bit more, Christopher says, Tommy, news on the Saliba and Nelson contracts. They are agreed in principle. We're just kind of waiting for announcements now, Christopher. So um, looking forward to hopefully some proper big announcements of those, maybe over pre-season we'll see those announced. Uh, Derek says, Tom, would you throw Turner in for a penalty shootout in the future? Not Ramsdale's strength. Um if we have a spare sub, maybe, and it's genuinely, there's genuine evidence that that he is the better penalty saver, potentially, yeah. Um, I can't see it happening, but potentially, if he's proven to be the better penalty saver, absolutely, and we had a sub left, why not? Why not do that? Um, Declan Rice asks, is Declan Rice still an upgrade on party? In certain aspects, yes. In other aspects, no. They're different players. So, you know, it's it's not like FIFA overall ratings of players. You know, it's not that simple. Both players have their strengths. And uh, what you've got to remember is, uh, you know, part A is six years older than Rice and, and Rice is a different style and I think it's going to offer us so much competition. I hope Partey stays. Um, yeah, I think that if we can if we can keep Rice and Partey in the group, that's great depth in the midfield for us next season. So let's wait and see what happens. And Mark says, I'm seeing reports that West Ham are interested in Balogun. Should we add him to the deal? We could also offer Charlie Patino. I think if you can... If, if Balogun is to leave and you can use that deal to get a significant amount of money off the Declan Rice deal, I don't see why that isn't a smart thing to do. It's just Arsenal haven't really done those types of swap deals very soon uh, at all. Uh, the Gunas says, Kroenke has woken up at last. We say at last. I mean, since 2018, we've been investing huge amounts of money. We've invested over 400, well, I think just under 400 million pounds in players since 2018. So, it's not at last, you know, we've spent a lot of money in the last five years and we are seeing the benefits of that with the performances in the competition that we saw last season. Um, let's go down a little bit more. We've got time for a couple more questions. Um, Stevie says, Tom, would you take Sadio Mane if Bayern sells him? No, no, I wouldn't. I'm just not a big fan of him at all, to be fair. And uh, Derek says, Tom, which uh, we are only looking at DM. We should be looking at an actual centre mids just like Romeo Lavia. Um, so there's your actual centre midfielder, uh, Romeo Lavia. But I agree, I'd bring another one if it was my choice. What I would also say is that Havertz is seen, I think, as the player that's going to partner Martin Odegaard. So that is also important to remember as well. Right, uh, we are going to end stuff there. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. It is so much appreciated. Please have a fantastic start to your week. Stay safe, stay well, and all that goodness. Make sure you keep your minds right, your heads in a good space and take yourselves away from things if you need to, as always. Uh, I hopefully will be back a little bit later on today, five or six o'clock for another show. Um, so make sure you keep your eyes peeled on Twitter, or on the YouTube feed for all of that lovely stuff. But uh, enjoy the starts to your week. Hopefully we get some big news dropping today on a number of topics. That'd be great start to our week, seeing a deal agreed for any of our upcoming transfer targets. But yes, have a fantastic day, people. I'll see you soon. Drop a like, subscribe if you're new. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. 
all your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mate's already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.